Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. That's right, it's the Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated American TV show called The Simpsons. But do we talk about The Simpsons from seasons one and beyond? No, we talk about them from 11 and beyond. We forget those first 10 seasons because I think there's plenty of other podcasts out there that discuss those golden age years of The Simpsons. We're here to find if there's any other gems beyond that. But I can't do this alone. No, I'm just a mere half annoyed Grant Boy Craig. We need another half. I'll be that half. Okay, who are you? I'm uh, your other half annoyed grunt boy, Craig. How are we doing? Nope, I'm Steve. (laughs) I know my name. I'm half annoyed grunt boy, Steve, and you are Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Yum Yum. We've been calling you that for this whole time, baby Steve, but now we've learned your real name is actually Gorgu. (laughs) That's right. I'm Gorgu. I ate the eggs that made me people not like me for a second, but now I'm back, baby. Full Gorgu. Gorgu, your face matches the name. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, if you know what we're talking about, we just spoiled a Mandalorian thing, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a Star Wars thing. But we're part of the same family, Simpsons, Star Wars. It's all Disney, baby. Yeah. I, you know, I finally caught up, uh, speaking of Disney, Star Wars, everything that they owned. Remember that uh, the New Mutants that was supposed to come out like four years ago? Mm-hmm. With Maisie Williams and uh, the guy from, uh, the kid from uh, Stranger Things, the, the older brother. What was his name? Char- Charlie Heaton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy looks like a younger version, but also the same age of, uh, you know, the guy from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, also Boondock Saints. When are they going to be in a movie together as like brothers, <laughs> right? It's only a matter of time. Yeah. So I finally saw that movie because it was one of those movies that was like, this was to come out in like 2018. Mm-hmm. But then it kept getting pushed back. And it finally like, like okay, we're going to release it in August of 2020. Uh, damn the the theaters. I think it opened in three theaters, but then it was like, uh, all right, well, we'll finally release it on a video on demand or whatever. And I'm watching like, how did this movie... I'm not spoiling it, but because it's it's a bottle episode of a movie. <laughs> Weird. It literally takes place in one location. They don't go and do things. It's the Breakfast Club of superhero movies. That's it. Huh. There's and literally the characters are the. I don't know if they did a a parody poster of the Breakfast Club because they should have because it's literally the archetypes of Breakfast Club and even like the scientist that's there is like the principal. <laughs> I'm looking at screenshots of it, and uh, yeah, I can see that. So literally, it's the Breakfast Club of super movie superhero movies, and it's also you know kind of a horror film. Hmm. I don't know what it wanted to be. There's also like a a, a coming out story, you know, which was X Men's about being like different. I mean, I didn't hate it. Here's what I, it should have been a TV show. It didn't Interesting. Need to be, yeah, like there could have been like uh, episodes like this would have been a perfect like Netflix or well now Disney Plus maybe type. TV. TV show like it should have been longer and then we could develop the characters more because like it's a comic book movie and that's the thing with like the x-men characters like there's so much story behind these characters in the yeah. comics that you can't really tell them within like here's three seconds or three minutes of uh this character like wolfbane and you know because i'm familiar a little bit with with the new mutants uh comics but i mean that's what kind of drew me away from x-men and new mutant comics in general is because there's so much backstory to all the characters it's a little overwhelming so to have like a one movie that is a bottle episode it's a little weird (laughs) 
I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus. I'd recommend it because it's a nice 90 minute movie, which, you know, of course, I approve of 90 minute films. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a nice, it's an easy thing to digest, but I felt like there was more content that they could have explored with. But uh, other than that, like, it, it wasn't as bad as like, I think people are panning it to be for me at mm-hmm. least. I think that's a compliment saying like, I wish there was more. Yeah. That's always something that yeah. you, that's, it's a nice thing to say that, you know, you want more of the movie. So huh, I will check it out eventually. Probably. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But you don't need to watch the other X-Men films or anything like that to like enjoy it. Okay. They make like one reference to Professor Xavier and that's about it. Hmm. <laughs> so we're, we're, you're good to go. Yeah. I know enough about the X-Men to play yeah. along. Other than that, uh, we just had our COVID Thanksgiving weekend in America. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How was your uh, holiday? Such well, as you know, I invited 6,000 people over. We only have a 10 by 10 room. It was just an orgy of food and being naked and just looking at each other. <laughs> um, it was just uh, Heather and I, we did like the bare minimum of like kept. I, mean, I think I mentioned that last week of keeping like the Thanksgiving, like traditional dinner type crap food. Mm-hmm. But it was just the both of us. And, and I spent four days like not leaving the house because I'm a cent- an essential employee. So like, I still commute to work every day even when covid and lockdown started so i haven't really felt like i haven't done the the quarantine thing except for like i come over on weekends i don't go anywhere we get things shipped or faded mm-hmm. so it's just weird four days of like not doing anything and i literally didn't do anything i could have done stuff yeah i, I didn't even play video games wow i just sat there and watched tv that's it doesn't sound horrible it wasn't like i enjoyed like turning my brain off yeah i think that what I found recently is that, you know, we spend all this time thinking about how bad things are or how good things could be or the election or, you know, the protests or the COVID. And, you know, sometimes it's really good to shut off your brain, <laughs> even if it's just watching TV or playing a video game or just doing nothing. Like, I think it's healthy and we should all do it. I spent a lot of the time with um, on Twitch and I know Twitch is mostly for video games, mm-hmm. um, but Mystery Science Theater 3000 and they're kind of like sister like riff tracks thing which is you know some of the same guys that do mystery science or did it i watched a lot of that because i don't know if you guys are mystery science theater fans but they always do since 1991 they've always done a turkey day marathon Mm -hmm. where they show movies and then like just little segments between like the hosts and the robots like introducing like here's what we're gonna show on this day like just little fun new segments but you know old episodes so i spent my time watching that I mean, I felt great, but also like maybe I should start reading books. I mean, probably. And there are a lot of places to get books. Yeah. What? Where? Well, I mean, you now more than ever, you should really support your independent bookseller. And, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, there's no finer bookstore than Powell's. And they offer an online store, Powell's.com. Are we sponsored by Powell's.com? No, I just really like them. Earnestly. Earnestly Klein, who wrote Ready Player One and Two? Exactly. All right, man. Well, maybe I'll go to Powell's. Well, actually, I'll order online. I don't want to go in person because of COVID. Probably right. But speaking of Powell's, that store is located in Portland, Oregon, like us. And coincidentally, the episode that we're talking about takes place in Portland. This is seriously the worst segue ever. Like, You mean this doesn't seem organic at all? <laughs> speaking of organic. <laughs> you know the greatest like organic uh, farmer's markets are in Portland? <laughs> 
Well, uh, yeah. So we're talking about Marge the Lumberjill, which takes place in Portland. And it aired on November 10th of last year, 2019, which seems so far away. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office at that time? Well, we were still allowed to go to theaters without masks. And uh, it was uh, that hit everyone liked. This movie came out a year ago. <laughs> I didn't know it existed, but it was nope. a midway. If you told me this came out in 1997, I'd be like, yep. Oh, it's a Roland Emmerich film. It's so it's... That's all I gotta say. It's a Roland Emmerich. If you guys don't know Roland Emmerich, you know he made the the Independence Day movies. He makes all those like disaster movies, right? Like The Patriot. So this one had like Patrick Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Luke Evans, Mandy Moore, Dennis Quaid, number one Trump supporter, <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart, Nick Jonas, Ooh. Darren Kreiss. I guarantee you, I never saw Midway. No, it's uh, about World War Two, and it's uh, a movie. You know, it's one of those uh, over-fictionalized World War II movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Steve, what were we uh, bopping to on, uh, your birth- the, on your birthday? Yeah. On my birthday, I was certainly listening to Lose You to Love You by Selena Gomez. Yeah. We'd always go into it blindly. I needed to lose you to find me. This dancer was killing me softly. never hear any songs about love these days finally somebody selena gomez is writing about love steve i have a hot take here all right i'm gonna start writing songs mm. and i'm gonna start using the word baby in my songs Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, baby baby love baby baby love baby baby yeah that's a good uh, song that's the song i wanted to write ah do you remember like back in the early aughts when i was writing my own songs mm-hmm. and i made this point i don't know if i told you but like i was never going to use the word baby in any of my my literature of poems of songs i i think, i think that's a good thing to write the the poetry of song lyrics uh without using baby because one it's weird to call your loved one a baby <laughs> Right. It's like, mm, I love you, baby. So it oh. means like, I wish you were an infant. You're so sexy, you child. <laughs> you know what we should do <laughs> is go back to like any song that has baby in it and say, child, like <laughs> child got back. <laughs> child, one more time. Hit me, child, one more time. <laughs> Ooh, child, I love your way <laughs> every day. <laughs> Ooh, child, I love your way. <laughs> We could do a whole podcast just on this <laughs> premise itself. Child shark do 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 Child shark do 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 Child love. We got child love. Ooh, child, child. Ooh, child, child. Santa child. Won't you come down the chimney, Santa child? Uh, child, I need your loving. Got to have all your love and child, you're a rich man. It oh, just right. sounds like great. Like, 
Hey, I got no allowance. Oh, we're having too much fun here, Steve. Let's yeah. let's uh let's go have some fun and watch The Simpsons. How about that? All righty. Today we're talking about Marge the Lumberjill, the sixth episode of the thirty-first season. Uh, so when Marge realizes that everyone views her as boring, she takes up a wood person's competitions as a hobby, which takes her on a month-long retreat to Portland, Oregon, with her trainer. All right, Steve. We're gonna take a break. Yeah, a break. We'll be right back. Maybe the dingo ate your child. I needed to lose you to love me. Yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love And we're back. Today we're talking about Marge the Lumberjill, the sixth episode of the 31st season. It originally aired on November 10th, 2019. It is episode 668 in the show's run. Your nerd code is Z-A-B-F-O-2. It was written by Ryan Coe, directed by Rob Oliver, and your showrunner is Al Jean. So, Ryan Coe, we have reviewed an episode that you penned. Ooh. Yeah, the uh, winter of our monetized content, which uh, was the first episode of season 31, so from this season. Yeah, just a few episodes back. I mean, for them, not for us. Yeah, it's a uh, time travel for us. <laughs> I know we talked about this episode a year ago in the intro mm-hmm. to one of our episodes. Yeah. It might have been Simpsons Safari. If I, yeah, it doesn't matter, but it's so weird that like it was a year ago, but it just sounded like we were kids. <laughs> I know. We've, we've come so far yeah. and still have so far to go. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing up that hill of uh, never-ending Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, of course, also wrote on uh, classic shows like The Office, uh, Cougar Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to say more shows. <laughs> New Girl. Oh, okay. All right. Was that good? That's fine. <laughs> He's been nominated for three writer, uh, Writers Guild of America awards. Well, that's not nothing. All right. Uh, so we start off with a title gag, and it's Santa Claus flying through the screen before claiming, what, too soon? And then flying back. How do you feel about uh, in the age of COVID now, people are putting up Christmas stuff? This is like a week before record time before uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know about it. Like, I understand that people want to have joy and, Mm -hmm. you know, something festive. We've put up a wreath and some uh, uh, hanging tree thing. I don't know what it's called, what you call it, but like garland um, above the TV. And aside from a new tablecloth that is Christmassy, that's probably all we're going to do. We're not going to do a tree this year Hmm. Um, because we're just going to keep it simple, stupid. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to decorate, I just don't I just don't feel like this year is the year to go all out and buy like a 30 foot Santa Claus or anything. (laughs) I know because I was driving home from work today and just I noticed all of a sudden a bunch of my neighbors like, wow, there's lights up already and christmas things like it's not even thanksgiving yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh you know i guess any other year i'd be like this is stupid but i understand that uh i mean especially you got kids you know like just bring them joy right away <laughs> yeah because we have a fake tree so I, we're gonna be one of those people i think i'm gonna put it up after christmas or after <laughs> thanksgiving yeah i mean that was always our family tradition growing up is that the weekend after thanksgiving is when we got our tree no i'm literally gonna probably put it up like after i eat dinner <laughs> after dinner like do the dishes <laughs> and yeah put it up yeah uh, for Let's Thanksgiving see. this year, we're going to do steak and potatoes. I'm still being traditional, Steve. I, uh, I got a turkey. It was uh, 20 pounds and a cop stopped me. Like, who are you feeding that to? <laughs> no. I got the smallest turkey I could find because <laughs> there's just two of us. 
Casey, we get a billboard gag. Ooh. It's the uh, Krusty the Clown show is the only thing not on Disney+. Plus. Huh. I think it's true. I haven't seen it yet. That's true. I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> um, then we get a chalkboard gag that reads, Daylight Savings isn't something I can spend. Mm. Hmm. Very poignant. It is. And true. And then we do the old famous couch gag, Steve. Ah, uh, yes. Tell me all about it. Uh, the family sit on the couch, which is led by water to a Pirates of the Caribbean style attraction with the uh, Hibbert family behind them. And the Simpsons are greeted by an animatronic skull and crossbones. And they enter this tunnel and are dropped down to a waterfall uh, to a, like, a white abyss full of uh, discarded couches. And Homer asks us if he can get a picture. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Do you, have you been on the uh, Pirates ride recently? The past <laughs> decade? Yeah, I broke into Disneyland last week wrote it totally worth it right dude i haven't been to uh disneyland since i was five so no no okay. so that was like a few years ago you're not missing much no uh okay, so I was, I was scared though yeah it, it, it's it's fine it's scarier now because johnny depp's there <laughs> like Always. because of the whole amber heard thing yeah exactly <laughs> he's like all right i found me poop in my beard <laughs> i found her poop in my bed there you go why do i sound like this the best Johnny Depp impression I've heard today. Yep, Johnny, I am. Well, that's the second best. <laughs> Wait, who else are you talking to? Nobody. All right. Um, so our episode proper begins in the auditorium of Springfield Elementary, where uh, dramatic scenes, as written by the students, are being performed. Rather than requesting silence, though, Super Nintendo Traumers encourages the audience to leave their cell phones on and even passes out some noisy candy to unwrap during the show. Hey, why don't we check that show out? And now, a new scene from the CW's Riverdale. Yay! Jughead, there's been a murder at Pop's Chocolate Shop, and it's up to us kids to solve it. I can't deal with that right now. My dad's in jail, and the only way to get him out is to try drugs. We're both pregnant with Big Moose's babies. Wait, so this is a play based on a YouTube of kids playing a video game? That's right. It's about time. Okay, to get their chug jugs, I could snipe these guys out one by one. But the smarter move is to plant a charge at the base of their attack platform and skull splatter when they land. Hey guys, if you want more game hacks like this, be sure to smash our like button and subscribe to our channel. Up next, Night Vision Fails. How is this a play? Well, their video game walkthroughs are the only narrative most of these kids have been exposed to. This is their Beckett. Who? I love uh, things to unpack in that clip, Steve. I know. First of all, if you've seen the CW, it's very spot on. <laughs> I still have yet to catch Riverdale. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little it. more mature, Steve. I watched The Flash on CW. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Omar was like uh, ex- uh, asking Marge, you know, explaining what the video or the <laughs> what, what the play was. He's like, oh, okay, about time. <laughs> Just the cadence was like, oh, come on. Yeah. And is that kind of true, though? Like, kids don't have, like, narrative stories that they like now? I mean, Riverdale, I think, is the one that kids love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. I mean, I think, uh, like, the Rick and Morty is pretty popular with kids, right? That's true. And, uh, I mean, I know it's Bob's been off. Bob's Burgers. And... Yeah, Adventure Time was popular. Yeah. Well, I'm sure kids have some things. Hey, kids out there, let us know at steve at gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. Oh, is Ralph is Jughead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess I'll do drugs and I'll fix it. <laughs> Ralph is a talented actor. <laughs> he is, and uh, don't you think? Do you think that this scene is is uh, he's not showcasing his talents that much? Yeah, but I think later on we'll see more of his uh, skill. That's true. I- I'm glad they kind of keep that uh, into continuity that Ralph is actually a good actor because he's in all the plays. 
yeah, it's kind of a quiet thing that they keep on bringing back, and I like it. Are the writers saying something about actors? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they think of uh, Dan Castaneda. Just a dummy. <laughs> also, some trivia. Uh, we heard Sherry, Sherry O'Terry in that. And um, as of this episode, Greg Griffin took over the role of Martin Sherry Terry after uh, Rusty Taylor passed away in July of 2019. Yeah, check out our episode where we talked about that maybe from a year ago. Uh, Simpsons Safari, I think. That's right. Uh, so the show continues with Martin Jimbo and Sophia Kristofsky, played by Natasha Leone, who uh, coincidentally is uh, dating Portlandia star Fred Armisen. Hmm. About that. Yeah. Wasn't a Drew Barrymore, sorry, sidebar, wasn't Drew Barrymore the original voice of? Uh, yes, I believe so. So she's playing it now? She was probably too busy planning her amazing talk show. <laughs> Acting as the panel on the mask screen, they're trying to guess the identity of a person in a rhinoceros costume. And after they incorrectly assumed Terry Bradshaw, Donnie Osmond, and Boner from Growing Pains, the uh, horned crooner takes off his mask to reveal that it's Flava Flav, as portrayed by Lewis Clark. Hmm. Yeah, the guessers have heard of uh, Flavor Flav. They've heard of him so much. They definitely love that movie, TV show, or book that he was in. Man, mm-hmm. that's such a dumb show. I've never seen The Mass Singer, but you know what's funny is like, <laughs> it's dumb. Like, this segment of the play was definitely written by an adult because kids don't know who Terry Bradshaw, Donny Osmond, or Boner from Growing Pains are. Yeah, it's impressive if a 10 year old knew who Andrew Koenig was, who played Boner, and the fact that he's dead. Yeah. At least we got to hear someone say Boner. That's true. I always like to hear a Boner. And also, Lewis Clark. That sounds, like something, that sounds like something from the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. I wonder if there'll be any other Pacific Northwest connections. Probably not. Okay. I prefer it that way. Uh, next up is Lisa's play, though Homer's disappointed as he was having the best dream of being in a warm, cozy grave. And Bart, hearing that, wants to imagine himself in a soft, cuddly crypt, which I think we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> The Simpsons men uh, picture their demise as Skinner introduces the next piece, which wasn't based on something you watch on your phone or at a gas pump, entitled Long Day's Journey into Light Beer. And the show begins in a stage mock-up of The Simpsons Kitchen, and we see Ralph and Homer, complete with a pillow gets and bald head. We got database there, he's playing Bart, with a spiky wig and a slingshot in hand. Where's my beer, Marjorie? I spent all day making sure this beer was cold. I make bad choices. Lisa's really nailed the Hibberts. (laughs) Ah, yo, dude, my catchphrases are as outdated as my slingshot. Ay, caramba. Oh, Mom, it's so hard being a straight-A student with a social conscience who writes amazing plays. The only stable thing in this house is you, making every day the same as the last. Exactly the same. Like the coffee maker says, things will perk up. I thought you were the coffee maker. You can learn a lot from percolators. Make the most of the daily grind. The mother character is such a snooze. Ralph has nothing to play against. (gasps) They think I'm boring. (gasps) This play is about us. Today, I decided to be a race car driver, so I was. Then I quit. I also have exciting news. I converted four soap slivers into practically a new bar. Is this how the world sees me? As a, how do the kids say lame-o these days? We say lame-o, you lame-o. Suck, suck, and I felt like the ghost belonging to the fog. And the fog was the ghost of the sea. Suck, suck. I feel like I just came back from a large trip because I've got a lot to unpack. 
Marge says that is this how the world sees me? Like, no, your daughter wrote this. That's how she sees you, not the world. <laughs> That's a very good point. Oh, we can talk about Ralph as Homer. <laughs> I like that he's. We may have mentioned this when we talked about it last year, but that he's doing the season one Homer too. <laughs> yeah, and I just love the today I was a race car driver and then I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I make bad choices. <laughs> uh, I also Ralph then like just goes down to drinks from the cat's dish or the dog's bowl. <laughs> yeah. And about the hair. Yeah, I mean, they're all wearing Simpsons mock hair, but Lisa is wearing Lisa <laughs> hair, which is just great because she's wearing it on top of her own hair. <laughs> such and uh, Kearney as, <laughs> as Maggie is also just a lot of fun. Suck, suck. <laughs> what about uh, who's, who's playing uh, Marge? I don't know, actually, but her performance is very good. Even though, uh, didn't, uh, what's his name, uh, say she was uh, doing that job? Yeah, Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel, yeah. What a jerk. What does he know? Oh, he's he's a thespian. Yeah. Yeah, great mm. scene all around. Yeah, just a lot of fun. Like, I feel like this could be like its own encapsulated like scene, and it would have been perfect. So, yeah, Marge, uh, people think that she's uh, boring. She sure is, Steve. So, uh, Lisa's play receives a standing ovation from the crowd, but outside the school, one person isn't so cheerful, as I mentioned. It's Marge. Her feelings are hurt that Lisa finds her to be so boring. And may pe- making people sad is not what a drama about a family is supposed to be about. Uh, so Lenny and Carl come up to Marge, requesting a picture of them being bored around the Simpson matriarch. Was that a, a reference to This Is Us? In a way, like when Homer's like, a, a drama about a family but not supposed to duh, make you sad. Yeah, that's very possible, yeah. And Another show I haven't watched or plan on watching. Uh, it wouldn't bother. I watched some of it. It's just bad things happening to moderately boring people. <laughs> intergenerationally that's what i want to see what's fun too is that once you find a storyline that you do actually kind of like they go past it and they go back 20 years to another storyline that you don't care about yeah that sounds boring yeah cool well we then cut to the first church of springfield now with a cucumber infested baptismal font uh we see a reverend lovejoy he's offering his typical sermon but marge can't be bothered so she's uh become obsessed with the fact that people find her boring in fact she is uh she's volunteered to read a read a passage in front of the corrugation steve but she uh she puts her own little spin on it now a reading from john 1838 between pontius pilate and jesus march 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 hey jesus what's the matter for you you saying you's a king he was a roman that's why i'm doing the accent Anywho, Jesus answered, and I think it might have gone something like this. I'm not a king. I'm a carpenter. A Jewish carpenter. The only thing I know are my SATs. So then Pontius says to the elders, This is Jesus. He all look like a nicer guy. Hey, nobody talking like that. I make a nicer sentence, just like a mama used to construct. Hmm. Can we just hear Lovejoy's sermon, please? Yeah, Marge, read the room. Very out of character for Marge to do something like that. Voices. Mm-hmm. When I was watching, I was like, seems kind of something that like a Lois Griffin on Family Guy would do. Yeah, kind of. But I enjoy the hell out of it. That being Me said. too. <laughs> I, I really like that Julie got to play around with it so much. Yeah. Her uh, Alan King is, or Jackie Mason rather, is, is really uh, good. One of my favorite scenes, I think. And, you know, the, she's being very uh, racist. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Jesus didn't sound like that. <laughs> what what did he sound like, Steve? <laughs> I like a this. <laughs> uh, 
That's really I'm creepy. A, I'm you know? a little Jesus. <laughs> I don't know I'm, if I would want to follow your your sayings if you talked like that. I'm the son of God. I died. That's creepy. <laughs> Stop talking, Jesus. Okay. No wonder you were crucified. <laughs> so fucking annoying. See you hanging around. God. Now you just sound like that old pedophile on Family Guy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, our uh, second act begins as a station wagon rolls into the rain-soaked driveway of 742 Evergreen Terrace. As the Simpsons family parks, Marge continues to lament how boring people perceive her to be. Suddenly, thunder crashes, and a lightning bolt strikes a tree, causing it to land on the hood of the family car. So we get Homer and Lisa try to point out to Marge how exciting her near-death experience was. But as she pulls uh, a shard of windshield from her hair, she solemnly states that uh, she's going to bed. As Bart points out, that'll really help beat her uh, boring reputation. (laughs) And then the next day, Homer is trying to cut the fallen tree while Marge and her sisters look on. Homer is growing more and more winded by the physical labor. So he proceeds to uh, sit in his hammock and uh, dreams of sawing logs that he couldn't do in his waking life. Uh, his dream continues uh, with the saw hopping over to its, to its own hammock, dreaming of whatever it is that saws dream of. Do you ever uh, have that kind of like you, you put off something and then like you dream about you've got it done and you wake up and realize, God damn it, I didn't get it finished. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> Because sometimes to avoid doing stuff, I'll just take a nap. <laughs> right. And like, then, well, if I'm asleep, I can't. And then up. I'll like wake up and like thinking, hey, man, maybe magically I did it. <laughs> I'm not so productive in my sleep, nor in my waking life. What's a good nap time for you? Um, you mean like length or? I mean like the time period of the day, actually. Oh, um, I like a 2.30 nap. You should probably go see a dentist for that, Steve. Thank you. I try to, I get home from work around three so mm-hmm. i try to take a nap from like three to four yeah i think anywhere later than four or five and you're going into dangerous territory of staying up all night i do that on uh fridays when i get home from work mm-hmm. i have a nice uh because i'll set an alarm too to wake up at like four or whatever or if i'm i try to nap for like at least an hour when i get home from work yeah but friday oh i don't need an alarm and i nap as long as i want to sweet that's the rules i think this last friday i got home at because i usually work early on friday mm-hmm. and uh i went i got home around 2 30 and went right to bed this is also because i still felt like shit with a sore throat mm-hmm. woke up at like 7 30 <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> someone was knocking out my door steve oh i think it was the mail carrier and nothing more. And nothing more. I have a weird, Laura and I have this weird routine on Saturdays where we'll get up around 8, 8.30, have some coffee, make some breakfast, watch something on the TV, and then like at 10 or 10.30, we'll take a nap. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then I go to work. And so... Oh, you're kind of drag. No, I, I love it because then I just hop in the shower and go to work and it's it's like a it's like a second morning. It's nice. That does sound nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the Simpsons, Steve. We get uh, an angered Marge. She grabs an axe and takes to the chopping of the wood. With each chop, she lets out a... Uh, ah! <laughs> the intensity of her chops growing. Patty and Summer look on and uh, thinking that Marge could put her inherent skills to some use. Mm, I know where she can put that chopping to good use. Homer's neck? No, he doesn't have one. Something better. Lower your right hand. Gives you more power. Thanks. Um, Paula, friend of Patty's. We met at Burning Woman. Nice job on that wood. I helped. Yeah, you helped all right. Help that hammer kiss the ground. Don't. 
Marge, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a top-level competitor at Timber Sports. That's so interesting. How does it feel to be magnificent? I'll show you. Paula, who is played by Orange is the New Blacks and uh, Billion Star, Asia Katie Dillon, takes out her tablet and shows Marge clips of her doing all sorts of things with wood as a motorhead plays. And she's chopping, log rolling, and even chainsaw throwing. And uh, Marge is impressed by the hobby, or should we say, unpaid passion that you do in your spare time. And Paula is excited to take Marge into the woods. All right. Well, once in the forest uh, in her uh, fun wood sports outfit, Marge is breathing, breathing for the first time of her life. We get Paula comes up behind Marge and firmly massages her back, loosening up all the knots in her shoulders and Marge is relaxed. And then next up, Paula tells her protege to imagine things that make her mad. You know that scene where she's giving her the uh, massage and the cracks like Mm -hmm. you just like feel that in your back like I want this right now. Oh, yeah. All the time I think about the cover of the issue of Batman where Bane breaks his back. <laughs> yeah. And I think that would be really satisfying. <laughs> like if just somebody really strong just lifted me and dropped me on their knee, just cracked everything. You'd, you know, it sounds great. At first, Marge says that nothing really angers her. But then a thought bubble, there's a lot of thought bubbles in this episode, appears uh, over her head with Bart and Lisa inside. Uh, Bart complains that Lisa won't stay on her side of the bubble. And the two kids uh, push one another. Bart then goes to shoot his sister with a slingshot, but misses, causing the bubble to deflate. And as they're both saying that they only have about five seconds to live in the thought bubble, Bart's last words are, Lisa sucks. Inspired, Marge chops at the stump in front of her frantically, but with accuracy, impressing Paula. You know, when you said there's a lot of thought bubbles in this episode, mm-hmm. I literally looked to the, the top right and like had a thought bubble. I'm like, is it? <laughs> I love a thought bubble. That was great because it's also, you know, it's just Marge thinking and this is what her kids are like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she wrote this episode. Right. She has a lot of thoughts. Hmm. I uh, we, then, we then have a training montage as uh, the Jill Soblule song, which I think may be written for this, but maybe not, uh, Lumber Jill plays. So we see... Uh, Marge is sawing a uh, punching bag. Uh, rolling on a log where nearby gangsters Legs and Louie are rolling on a dead body as Fat Tony looks on. Marge coming hmm? home and shaking bark dust off her body like a wet dog. Uh, mimicking chopping wood as she sleeps uh, with Homer avoiding her imaginary <laughs> axe. Sharing a post-cut sip of water from a bottle with Paula and then uh, her beehive chopped off. It's a good thing she wasn't a rabbit because her ears might have been chopped off too. That's true. <laughs> Cutting up a uh, giant sandwich for Homer. <laughs> and uh, whittling sticks as two chipmunks mock Paula and Marge so they uh, roast the rodents over the fire <laughs> using the very <laughs> sticks that the chipmunks left at uh, to impale and burn their adorable little bodies. <laughs> I just think that's so unnecessarily brutal. <laughs> Makes me laugh. So Marge and Paula are having a great time cutting wood together, even making sawdust angels and uh, surrounded by the stumps, the the trees brought down by the two axe-wielding women. Back at home, Marge is taking an ice bath, spilling wine over herself, trying to get some relief from the uh, strenuous workout. Next up is the Springfield Timbersport Pro-Am, held at uh, what was uh, formerly Springfield Forest. The event is being televised by two desperate hosts, I'm Chip Bunyan, eh? And welcome to the Springfield Timber Sports Pro-Am. I'm here with former NBA analyst Anger Watkins. Timber Sports? Timber Sports? I snap one PA's bra strap and this is where I land? Who is LeBron of this thing? No one will tell me! His name is Matt Kogar. Is his nickname the Cougar? No, his nickname is Matt. Matt 
isn't a nickname. It's a name name. I'd storm out of here right now if I weren't so terrified of squirrels. Take my money, tiger! I'm glad Mom's found a passion, but I wish she didn't have to kill all those trees. I read that trees are the cause of global warming. Where'd you read that? My new fourth grade science book. Aww. What was that book that you just put up, Steve? Uh, it was ExxonMobil Unteaches You Science with a foreword by Mitch McConnell. Oh, how timely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, we have our old friend, uh, Anger Watson, who uh, is returning from the season 31 episode that we reviewed, The Winter of Our Monetized Discontent or whatever. Yeah, his first appearance was uh, 22 for 30. That's true. And he was in the episode Dogtown, Heartbreak oh. Hotel, and then that's it. All right. Don't forget, he's actually a character you can play on that episode Tapped Out. Oh, yes. I feel like this episode would have released a lot of Tapped Out stuff. Like, like Marge's lumberjack outfit. Mm-hmm. Maybe Portland uh, landmarks. That'd be great. Oh, I should check that out. <laughs> Yeah, let's well, not. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally did get a new phone. I know oh, I nice. said on a podcast a few weeks ago that I, had, I finally caved in because my phone was just, it wasn't having anymore with the battery. Just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have much more room. And um, no, I did not download Tapped Out. <laughs> That's probably for the best. There's, there's your update. I know I know fans were worried. <laughs> That's uh, concludes our se- session of Phone Watch 2020. <laughs> I didn't get uh, a Phone Watch. It's just oh. a normal phone. Okay. <laughs> uh, the competition starts with Marge chopping alongside Ned Flanders in a tracksuit and Willie in nothing but a kilt. Mm. Uh, Marge takes an early lead, uh, displaying, as uh, Chip Bunyan puts it, a lot of forest gumption. Hey, uh, we then cut to Nelson, who is 10, but it's a hard 10. As he works his log, he twirls and dips like a stripper, making his onlooking mother proud. Uh, he certainly does get his pull skills from his mama, Steve. Oh, yeah. A drunken businessman looks on and throws some several dollar bills at the young boy, presumably with uh, wood of his own. It's just a funny image. Just, I don't know. It's just it also makes me laugh. inappropriate, Steve. Oh, of course. The businessman. Right. Because capitalism only- is bad. Uh, March continues to outdo her competitors. And let's see what the commentators have to say. Marge Simpson takes the lead. No one saw this coming because no one was watching. What, 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 what could possibly be her motivation? I'm not boring. You magnificent she-beast. All her sweaty passion and grunting paid off. Now's the time I should tell you. Paula is gay. Oh, she made a friend. You've made me a new woman. Should I be concerned? It's no weirder than that time our niece touched under the bar. You still think about that? Every day. It's kind of like uh, when Arnie's touched the bar that one time, Steve. Yeah, I think about that all the time. You do? You don't? I don't remember the time our uh, tip of our dicks touched at the bar. That I don't remember. I'm more of a knee man. <laughs> okay. So back in the locker room, Marja tells Paula that she hasn't been this happy in a long time. Paula wants to know if Marge is ready to take it to the next level to add the blade with her. You know, to help her bow the jagged tooth fiddle, Steve. Hmm. Mm. You know, draw and drag the Sequoia Widowmaker intendant. Hmm. Paula wants to know if Marge wants to be a partner of the double-ended bucksaw, Steve. Uh, uh yeah, okay. not a... A sexual thing that you thought. Paula believes in Marge. If they're going to do this, Marge will have to train for a month in Portland, Oregon, (laughs) the home of Matt Groening or Groening and us. (laughs) You mean Uh, the boys, Grunt Boys. Initially, Marge is afraid of leaving Homer for that long. 
But as she looks into Paul's eyes, she's taken back to when the tree landed on the family vehicle. But this time, she steps out of the car and hurls the uh, fallen tree into the air, where it lands into a factory that makes pencils for orphans. <laughs> Marge realizes that fantasies can be good. Hey, how about a little blunder, Steve? Uh-oh. Yeah, Marge has previously had fantasies for Lee Majors and sexual intercourse with Ned Flanders. Oh, yeah. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired that. for that blunder. Well, in their marital bedroom, Homer is excited to have his wife back. So he puts uh, red clothes over the uh, lamps to create a sexy mood. Ready to go down to Snuggletown. And Marge, well, handing Homer her new trophy, has other things in mind. Homie, I feel like I'm my very best self in these competitions. You are, honey. In a way I could never make you feel or comprehend. Paul wants me to train with her. If I do, I'll be gone for a month. A month? We've never been apart that long. I miss you when we're separated in a revolving door. I miss you when I'm putting a sweater over my head. I miss you when I close my eyes during a sneeze. I miss you when the clock springs ahead an hour. We'll never get that time back. Homer, do you really want me to stay, knowing how much I need this to feel good about myself? Yes, I do. Mm. What? What? Where are you going? She might leave and never come back. Just like the McRib! <laughs> Is the McRib back, Steve? Doesn't it come around every November? I think so. I have not indulged. Does anyone um, care anymore about the McRib? No, because you can buy a barbecue sauce anywhere <laughs> and just <laughs> and put it on something chewy and there you go. On a rubber piece of pork? Probably. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah, I'm all about the uh, apple fritters from McDonald's these days, Steve. Oh. I've never had. I've just, I know they have baked goods now for some reason. Yeah. And Taco mm. Bell keeps, you know, making their menu a little bit smaller. Now, I think they just serve water. <laughs> I don't want to run for that border. It's all wet. <laughs> There's no food. Hmm. I did think that Homer's uh, little speech, though selfish, was kind of sweet. Yeah. It's a typical uh, Simpsons uh, storyline, so that's fine. Yeah. But Homer weeps, tears falling on several undelivered <laughs> envelopes from him to the McRib, <laughs> care of McDonald's. <laughs> it's not an address, Homer. <laughs> yeah. He just writes, please come back in a letter to McDonald's. <laughs> Our third act begins with the song, Feel It All Around performed by the band Washed Out. It's also better known as the uh, theme from IFC Sportlandia. And uh, an Air Springfield plane is landing in PDX, or better known as the uh, Portland International Airport, where artisanal flights are crafted daily. It's been a month, and the Simpsons have arrived to connect with the Marge. That's right. From the airport, they take the light rail system, known as the MAX, the red line, to the depths of this rainy city, where we see... Oh, Steve, what does MAX stand for? Metro Area Express. There you go. Yes. Well, we see uh, the iconic Keep Portland Weird sign, which actually we stole from uh, Austin, Texas. That's right. A sign for the grossly overrated Voodoo Donuts. A water tower that reads Portland. What would happen if Woody Harrelson was a city? Uh, quick side note, Steve, we don't actually have that uh, water tower. That's true. Um, yeah. That's Yeah, you never know. Um, a billboard that says, stop moving here. Uh, and a person in a hoodie and a backpack stepping out of his house, realizing that he forgot to unlock the door, which is so insulting to people. <laughs> a little bit funny. <laughs> That's uh, incredibly accurate to yep. Portland people. Uh, we're nice to a fault. It's bad. Our doors are unlocked, but we will lock our bikes. <laughs> yes. Homer is uh, nervous to meet up with Marge, but Lisa is eager to get to know Stumptown, not starring Colby Smulders. 
Let's just enjoy Portland. I mean, I can't believe we've never been here before. Indigenous artworks, craft breweries, independent movie theaters, and that's just in one coffee shop. <gasps> Comic book guy? Yes, I often come here to recharge. In Portland, I'm quirky rather than objectionable. You sell comic books here? No, marijuana and artisanal salami. Laced with marijuana. I think a comic book guy would be welcome in Portland. Absolutely. Um, I do have to say that I love the gray hue that they make for being in Portland. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. because It literally looks like what today is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now, especially, it's it's basically gray and 50 degrees all day long. So I thought that was nice. You know, it's funny because like, we're that time of year where it just gets darker earlier. Like I leave work around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time I get home, like, why is the, it's like 2.30. Why is the sun already setting? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very true. A couple weeks ago, when we were having outdoor bar seating, it would be like pitch black and people would be sitting outside drinking a beer by the light of their phones <laughs> and it'd be like 535. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, also to speak to Portland and its uh, quirkiness, it's all true. They're like some stereotypes about some cities aren't true. Most of the things you hear about Portland are pretty true. Yep, I would agree. We like beer. We like marijuana. We like coffee. And now we like, well, all drugs are good. Yeah. Either. It's true. You can get anything and uh, it's not criminal. Mm -mm. Nope, nope, nope. Steve has a, a needle in his arm right now. Yep. That's because he's diabetic. Sure. But I'll bet you if you go downtown, you'll find a needle. <laughs> not full of insulin. Steve, I know the needle and the damage it's done. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, my, my. Rock and roll will never die. All right. Thanks, Neil. You're welcome. <laughs> That's pretty good, Neil Young. Thanks. It's almost like Jesus. <laughs> Oh my I God, is Neil Young Jesus? Makes yeah. sense, Canadian. Sure. I would, I would assume if Jesus came back, he'd be Canadian. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it. Like, he never sold out. I could see Neil Young being a carpenter. Oh, like, yeah. You know, he's made, like, a, a dresser or something at, at yeah. some point in his day. Got long hair. David Crosby wouldn't be friends with Jesus. I, no. I mean, well, I don't, are they even friends? Well, maybe not now. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right, well, we'll think about this theory that uh, Neil <clears throat> Young is Jesus. I, I like this. Yeah. Let's make it canon, Steve. All righty. Uh, the family drives drives across the Burnside Bridge past the uh, well-known white stag sign, and we see uh, real street signs from the city with uh, a little bit of familiar names to some Simpsons fans, such as... Wimby Street. Kearney Street. 742 Evergreen Terrace. Dolph Street. Lovejoy Street. Van Houten Street. And even stupid Flanders Street. That's one of uh, my favorite jokes there. It's a lot of fun. There actually isn't a uh, 742 Evergreen Terrace in Portland. I actually That's a bummer. Well, I just used Waze and I typed mm -hmm. 742 Evergreen Terrace. I think like uh, maybe it was like Missouri or Mississippi it showed up. Well, that further proves <laughs> it was Missouri. Didn't we discover that? Yeah, uh, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri is probably the actual location of Springfield. And so, yeah, my uh, Google map shows that 742 Evergreen Terrace is in Missouri. What? <laughs> yep. So, furthering proof of the canon. All right. So that we made up. Missouri, you got it. Good job. Yep. Good job on that, and very Cause, little else. Because this episode definitely proves that it's not Springfield. Uh, well, we'll come up to that clip, but yeah. Anyway, so in the rental hybrid car, the family stop at a very Portland-looking house where Marge is staying, and uh, it looks like your neighborhood, actually. It really does. At home, request the uh, actually looks like your house too. Uh, <laughs> Steve, is Marge, is Marge in your house? No. Wait, wait, Steve, uh, no, Marge no. was there. Marge. Uh, Some fresh cupcakes. 
nothing. Don't oh. worry about that. Okay. Um, so uh, Homer requests that the kids uh, help uh, in getting his wife back. So he puts on a wig and comments that he resembles like a sexy Nicolas Cage. But Lisa points out that Marge uh, will know that he, uh, you know, he doesn't have a hair. <laughs> so Homer throws out the wig and a bald hipster, probably you actually, picks it Could up be. and uh, uses it as a beard. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he looks actually not unlike me. We're going to say that's you. Okay. Uh, so inside the house, Marge is in spandex and hears a knock on the door and welcomes her new friend, whomever that may be. And also, this is a real dumb thing, but at 1521, there's a sound of Marge's hair scraping against the doorway. Kind of sounds like a fart. Come new friend. Who- <laughs> so Marge is excited to see her family who have arrived a day early. All right, take it back. I'm looking at the bald hipster guy. It doesn't look like you at all. Okay. Stop trying to take uh, Simpsons Valor, Steve. Sorry. It's fine. So Lisa explains that that they were unraveling with without Marge. And we cut back to the house with Grandpa. He's in his underpants and uh, confusing Snowball 2 and Santa's little helper for Bart and Lisa. And he also thinks uh, the toaster is Maggie. But back in uh, Portland, Rib City, like we, as we like to call it, Steve, uh, mm-hmm. Marge has changed uh, her outfit and the local references continue. Um, I like what you're wearing. Thank you. These are locally sourced dungarees in Pendleton flannel. It's what Jill Sobiel wore when she played the crystal ballroom. Jill Sobiel? Like every other place we go, I love Portland so much I want to leave Springfield until I find out something bad that makes me realize there's no place like home. No, no, your mother has not settled in here. Welcome. These are our pugs, Nike and Swoosh. Now, I know that uh, a couple of references, Crystal Barroom mm-hmm. is a very popular uh, uh, venue. Yeah. I don't really think that uh, Paula would name no. their dogs Nike and Swoosh. Because that's like yeah. too corporate, man. It really is. Like, I know that Nike is near <laughs> us and Swoosh being the name of the logo. But yeah, we don't have a lot of Nike pride here. No, it's the, because uh, yeah, Portland is the headquarters, or Nike is the headquarters here in Portland. Um, actually, technically it's Beaverton, but you mm-hmm. know. But uh, Marge is also wearing a Pendleton Wool shirt and Pendleton Wool is, uh, is headquarters in Portland. Yep, just blocks away from my store. Yeah, they have mills in uh, Washington, Washington and uh, Pendleton, Oregon. Yeah, and uh, pugs. People like pugs here. They love their, not just pugs, but any dog. Big Dog Town and the Z-Boys. <laughs> you mean like the store Big Dog? Yep. Uh, I think there's one in Troutdale. It's, I believe that. <laughs> is Big Dog Brand still a thing? Maybe. I could see them making like a comeback to like a certain demographic. Like Big Dogs don't do no PC or something like that. Uh, right now, um, they just have a, there is still BigDogs.com. Hmm. All it is is uh, MAGA shirts. <laughs> Attitude taken number. <laughs> All right, well, we get more uh, Portland references, Steve, I think. Homer looks around the house, and he sees uh, some some things a little off there. Yeah. There's he a, sees. What does he see? Well, there's a, outside, there's matching Subaru Outbacks, both license plate that say hers. Two laundry baskets, one for knit beanies, one for other clothes. <laughs> a poster of Janelle Monet. Uh, DVD box sets of Orange is the New Black, The L Word, and the fictional, but I would watch it. Everyone loves Tig. I think that's a reference to uh, Tig Notaro, comedian. I do believe. Uh, I love Tig Notaro. Me too. Um, we had a, a pennant from uh, Bryn Mayer College. Uh, a framed and signed photo of actress Clea Duval. A Rosie the Riveter poster. And Martin uh, Paula's socks. 
one of which are the same design as the iconic carpet in the Portland International Airport, where people take pictures of their shoes standing on the carpet for some reason. Didn't they get rid of the carpet? I I think they do. I, I haven't taken a flight in, you know, a while. You know, sadly, I, I saw the statistics that uh, there's a lot of air travel going on uh, Thanksgiving week here. I would believe it. Um, it makes me angry. <laughs> me too. It's a flying tube of chemicals. Don't do it. I just blame the Republicans, Steve. Not for a everything. podcast. But yes, <laughs> it is. 63 more days, Steve. 63, I think, is the number. Yep. Uh, Trump vaguely kind of admitted today that he'll let Biden go. He'll let Biden go? I mean, he'll let him do stuff. <laughs> He's starting to concede, is what I'm trying to say. Holy shit, I just have a new concept for uh, a TV show. You ready? Mm-hmm. Trump's like, I'm not leaving the White House. And Biden's like, uh, doggone it. Well, I'm still moving in. And so uh, it becomes the odd couple. <laughs> so just imagine it's an odd couple presidential edition. So it's uh, Biden still moves in. Trump doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. And like, just imagine the wacky sitcom that ensues. Like, you know, Biden's in the Oval Office, like on the phone. He's like, oh, Iran's got a nuke and they're going to shoot it off and then you know trump walks in kramer style <laughs> and like the crowd cheers are, woo, woo, woo. he's eating like a kfc double down sandwich in one hand and like a big mac in the other God, wow. this show's awesome you know what's amazing <laughs> is that i had i pictured the exact same scene <laughs> like almost word for word like i like it was joe at the white house talking about nukes and then like donnie comes in and his food is so messy that it drips onto the nuclear button. <laughs> it causes Iran to explode. And he's like, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> oh, spaghetti. <laughs> well, you remember the uh, uh, back in the 2000s, Matt Stone and Trey Parker did That's My Bush. Mm-hmm. This sitcom about uh, President George W. Bush. And what was great about that is all the plots were just old sitcom tropes. <sighs> That was such a good show, actually. It was really good. Miss it. Okay. I think uh, That's My Trump needs to become a new <laughs> sitcom. And let's get it made, Steve. So it'll be uh, Biden or the uh, the uh, couple presidential edition. I like that. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. <laughs> uh, it might just work better as like an SNL sketch. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to Portland, Steve. Homer asked to speak to Marge privately. So they head to the Japanese-inspired garden, complete with koi pond. Oh, God, I have a koi pond. Yeah, you do. We Portland hipster fuck. Don't you see what's happening here? You're married. Yes, I know. To you. No, to her. Look around. You're married in the two most important ways there are. Emotionally and cooking. (laughs) That's ridiculous. You're fostering pugs. They remind me of you. Aww. But I am upset. I'm finally good at something, and you have to be jealous. Marge, sweetie, I'm really proud of you. I'm not jealous or mad. It's just... When are you coming home? Tomorrow, after the competition. Woohoo! I win! Not that I was nervous. Homer then silences his uh, vibrating restaurant paging device. Uh, this one for the assisted suicide uh, clinic, which Portland was a pioneer of, by the way. Marge goes on to explain that if they win, she may just uh, stay and prep for the finals. Homer at first says that he's uh, backed Marge from the beginning, but then uh, she explains that he hasn't backed her at all, and not even once, and he realizes that it's too late to start now. I probably know the answer to this, and this is, uh, I bet your dad was a huge fan of Jack Kevorkian. <laughs> Ah, yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it's he, kind of like a rights thing. Yeah. And yeah. Jack of Orkin, he gets things done. That's right. He does what I can never do, my dad <laughs> said. We go past the Federal Kombucha Reserve, the Museum of uh, Granola and Trail Mix, to the uh, Naughty Pine 
ale tap room where Homer's getting familiar with some locals, including a guy in a black framed glasses wearing a shirt that says CBD. Steve, is this uh, is this me? That could be you, glasses? yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that looks like you. Yeah, all right. We'll say that's me, but I don't wear glasses, so... Uh, hmm. Actually, I look, I look more like the guy in the back with the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The lo- especially now because I haven't had a haircut in over a year. Mm-hmm. All right, that's me. And uh, <laughs> I look depressed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that tracks. I like how that, that there's a bridge. The uh, 405 bridge is uh, mm-hmm. on the wall there. Okay. All right, I'll play a clip. Oh, I'm sitting in a bar. My wife's in love with a female lumberjack. Classic Portland. Where are you from? Springfield. Which one, Oregon? I don't know. Welcome back to the Grizzly Timber Sports Northwest Championship Finals. Brought to you by no one. We're still looking. Marge and Paula are in control. I am falling in love with this sport. And when I fall, I fall hard. I'm taking you home with me. Hold the Stella, fella. Carol Oak Connor and Rachel the Pine Cohen have taken command. Can't be silent anymore. Let me through. There's plenty of room. Marge, I was a lumber jerk. I'm only happy if you're happy. Our love is like an old tree. If you cut it down, it grows back stronger. Um, that's not how trees work. Well, according to my book, it is. Bart has a book again. I, this is a podcast. What does it say? Um, it is How Trees Work by the Monsanto Corporation. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah. So as Marge continues to saw away, Anger Watkins uh, further proclaims his love for the sport and that he is now able to uh, love his lumberjack son, who is standing to the right of him, ready to accept his tug. Chip Bunyan is ready to announce the champion and winner of a Bass Pro Shop $50 gift card. And it's Marge Simpson. Paula sends Marge to the showers and Homer congratulates Paula. Congratulations, Paula. You won. Enjoy the hell out of her. Homer, what is it you think that I've won? With me, Marge is a good woman. With you, Marge is a great woman with two awesome dogs. I'm not interested in Marge. I have a wife and a kid. You have a wife? She's in Tokyo training for the Olympics. She dances with the ribbons. I don't know what it's called. So you're not breaking us up? No. I mean, I'll miss her on the other end of the bucksaw. And I'll really miss that $80 grand prize money... But she's welcome to come up here and train anytime. I am so grateful. I want to do something for you. If you'd like another kid, I am more than happy to offer up my sperm. That's very kind, but... No, really. I've always wanted to have a kid with no responsibilities. All right. You're in the top three. It's you, the track star, or the Harvard professor. Oh, I get it. Instead of sperm, would you like semen? They're the same thing. They are? Uh Uh-oh. I think old Simpsons would have, like, made the uh, uh other woman like uh, uh try to seduce marge mm-hmm. but it's 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 just harmless you know like she's good at her job and it's not like uh oh because she's gay so she must be a predator type of thing exactly um i love that and also like the the like oh my wife's in uh you know japan like and she doesn't know what her wife does it's kind of like a male attitude like right oh, my wife does something i thought that was great too mm-hmm also, oh no, that uh, she won't get to do those Olympics this year, Steve. I know she'll have to do it at uh, next year, maybe. Sure, who knows? Probably not. Olympics? Who cares? <laughs> I like that Homer doesn't know that sperm and semen are the same thing, but right. also that it concerns him. <laughs> I know that I was thinking that too. I'm like, what did he do? <laughs> I figured we could figure out. Uh, did he give something to some kid? Like, here, drink this. Sperm. I don't know. 
I don't know. Fans tell us what you think it is uh, at uh, 13simpsons at gmail.com. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of my favorite like <laughs> scenes. Yeah, I do have to say, like, and we'll talk about it after the break, but I like how basically sweet everybody is. Yeah. Like, even Homer, even though he's being selfish, is being, he just wants to spend time with his wife. And he's not, like, mad at Paula. He just doesn't want to lose his wife. And I, I don't know. I, I thought it was sweet. Agreed. But, Let's uh, finish this up then. All righty. So Homer still feels weird, unsure of what to say to Marge, but Paula whispers in his ear, and he simply asks Marge if she wants to come home. And Marge agrees. So back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. Homer wants to make sure that uh, little baby Maggie is always a strong, confident little lady. So we got our cute little toy chainsaw with realistic sound. And uh, Maggie turns it on and surprised by the noises, tucks her head into a onesie. What is she, a turtle, Steve? <laughs> and then uh, good old Abe Simpson walks by, noting that the baby head has finally fallen out and she'll be getting a visit from the uh, head fairy. <laughs> Uh, I love that a lot. Oh, uh, so good. That's the episode. All righty. Uh, let's uh, take a break and then we'll uh, talk about it. Sure thing. We'll be right back. I walked out of the forest before we said goodbye. The birds were all a singing as she pointed to the sky. She said, Can't you see the rainbow? They made it just for you. She handed me her tool belt, said, Now you know what to do. Vroom, vroom, pull the cord Buzz, buzz, just one more Roll, roll, what a thrill With Lumber Jill Vroom, vroom, pull the cord Buzz, buzz, just one more Roll, roll, what a thrill With Lumberjill. And we're back. Let's finish up our conversation of this episode. Marge the Lumberjill. We'll talk about our favorite visual gags, our favorite quotes, maybe an MBJ, our reviews, and we'll find out what we're watching next week. Now, I know there's like lots of Portland references and like easily pull something that they showed Portland-based just for us. Sure. I think going back to the beginning in uh, Lisa's play. Yeah. I want uh, Ralph and Database and uh, Kearney as uh, dressed up as the Simpsons family. Like, I want them on the couch. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a think that'd be my shirt. The I think that's great. Elementary as the Simpsons family, if not just that, just uh, Kearney as Mag uh, McGaggy. <laughs> yeah, with the, just the words that say "suck suck." <laughs> yeah, ooh, that'd be a great shirt. <laughs> or a tattoo. You can put it put it like uh, where your pubes used to be. Where'd they go? <laughs> I don't know. I assumed you shaved them off. They're still there. <laughs> Not my dreams. How about you? I like that a lot, but I'm not going to do the same. I'm going to do something different. Mm. I'm going to go totally esoteric, and I want a t-shirt with the saw in a hammock between two trees with no explanation. Mm. Just the Z's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a weird, fun thing, and I like it. I think that uh, people are like, oh, yeah, especially in Portland, like, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, it's a deep (laughs) statement about, you know, labor versus freedom. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, how about... uh, about favorite uh scenes quotes well i do think that the uh, play was a really chock just full of quotes uh ralph saying uh i was a race car driver then i wasn't (laughs) so i quit but 
I think that Marge in the church with the uh, Jackie Mason impression, <laughs> that was a fun little sketch and all the thought bubble stuff. I don't know. I like, I think there was a lot of fun quotes here. It's funny because I would like, in my head, I, I have the episode almost split into two. First half is funny joke fun. And the second half is fun Portland stuff. And it's not like one's better than the other, but I feel like I get more jokes from the first half of the first half of the episode. Oh, I totally feel that too. But I think my favorite joke is literally the end with Maggie and the chainsaw. <laughs> and just grandpa's like, Oh, she lost her baby head. It's like <laughs> the baby fairy will come and get it. New one. Yeah, that was that was great. But I agree. I think the uh the opening play, all the segments of the play too was was uh, I thought was wonderful. Yeah. The YouTube uh, game tutorial videos. Have you ever because you're not much of a gamer and I'm I'm a little bit more of a gamer than you but i wouldn't mm-hmm. consider myself a gamer um have you ever like been stuck on a part in a video game and gone to youtube and like like watched how someone defeated like the boss or that level there's a series of mobile games called the rusty lake series they're uh, like puzzle games like point and click mm-hmm. and they're really spooky and they're a lot of fun but sometimes i'll get stuck on those and i'll watch them and blissfully they usually have wordless commentary you just watch them play but a long time ago, I was a receiver at a hotel, so I received all the food that came into the kitchen. And one of my drivers was a 70-year-old man who uh, had a YouTube channel where he played, um, <laughs> like, I don't even know the game, but something like Halo. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he would show himself playing it and talk about it. And he really wanted me to watch the videos of him playing. <laughs> so I did once, and it had, after I was done, 13 views. Nice. <laughs> more than our listeners yeah and then every week you check in to see if i was watching his new videos wow i had to lie and be like yeah man uh that was great because like i had to spend like 20 30 minutes with him every week as he delivered stuff, oh, right? and i was like yep you really <laughs> shot that thing well I, and it was uh, awkward i'm currently playing uh the marvel's uh, avengers game on playstation i know it has like negative reviews but you know i don't really care about that because i'm not really a gamer so i'm enjoying it mm-hmm. but there's like a whole there's like this one thing i couldn't get past so i went uh onto youtube and just watched someone do it i'm like oh that's easy and then of course yeah. i just go back and do exactly what they did and beat the little little mission in like three seconds yeah <laughs> um, oh by the way if you guys are concerned uh our, our video game chat from a few episodes ago i i have beat ghost of tsushima so it's a great game i oh. recommend playing that uh, how are you on your spider-man by the way uh so when uh, we lost i lost my game actually i don't know if i mentioned that so i had to start off the original spider-man all over again and now i'm caught up and beyond and the storyline just went crazy oh boy uh there was a prison breakout oh, no. there's a whole like like all the villains are all together it's madness and i love it so much <sighs> I have like, and like, I've been also kind of playing the new Miles Morales game too, but I'm kind of putting it off because I want to finish this storyline. Yeah, you should finish that storyline. But man, um, and also I know I I read a spoiler um, and I won't reveal it, but I I hate that I know what happened. I'll I'll spoil it. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Oh man, that was a surprise. (laughs) I mean, like, like after all this time, I finally hit X to start. And wow, the game got way better. <laughs> All right, well, let's stop talking about games and finish up this episode of The Simpsons that we're talking about. Because we were doing like an intro in our outro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you said our visual gags or our favorite scenes? Yeah, we got it. Um, I yeah. like uh, Chopped Off Baby Head. And, mm-hmm. uh, you like uh, the play. Yeah. Or something. That works. Uh, what's so uh, 
what's your review oh <laughs> well i'll go say i think um is it a little biased that uh since we're portlanders that uh i liked all the portland stuff and i mm-hmm. thought they they nailed it you know the 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 stereotypes are true <laughs> yeah uh, you said at the beginning too like it's it's a classic Simpsons episode where the first, uh, I say the first third of the episode has really nothing to do with the plot. So we get that fun play that goes on. And then, of course, it, it, it progresses the story, you know, mm-hmm. the Marge, like, I need to do something with my life. It's a classic Simpsons trope of, you know, then, you know, Marge always finds something she enjoys and Homer's afraid that he's going to lose her forever. And I think they did a great job because you're expecting like, oh, Marge is going to fall in love with this new person. And that's what Homer's afraid of. But it's all sweet and innocent. That's what I think I like about this episode. Um, it's a lot of fun. And it's uh, it's one of those episodes that I definitely I think I would watch again. Uh, that being said, I'll rank this episode. Well, Portland, Oregon was uh, founded in 1845, Steve. Oh, really? That was uh, the year your dad was born. <laughs> And um, so, out of eighteen forty-five, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a one thousand four hundred and ninety-two. When uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, sure, and you know, did other bad things. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, of course he did. Uh, so what would that be like if this was a, uh, if this was a school B? It's an eighty percent. Yeah, that's a B. Okay, B for Portland. I like it. Is that your review? Yes, I like it. <laughs> no, um, I would say that this was a lot of fun. And yes, we are biased because we do live in Portland. But I feel like this episode captured Portland really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like it wasn't too showy. It wasn't like too goofy. It's just kind of who we are. And like the neighborhoods just look like our neighborhoods. The plot line, though, was really it flowed really well. And even though, like you mentioned, that it started one place and went totally different, it was very cohesive all the way through. And I thought that was good. And the heart of it uh, was really nice. I liked the fact that Homer wasn't being a jerk. He was being a little less than supportive, but it's mostly just because he wanted he didn't want to lose Marge. Mm -hmm. And Marge was just looking to, uh, you know, have a hobby and not be boring. And Paula just wanted to uh, have somebody to cut wood with. And I thought that everybody's motives were nice. And it was a sweet episode. Um, I like that. And the commentary on the plays i thought that was just spot on this is a solid episode for me um so i'm gonna say that portland has 154 days of rain a year wow i'll be less than you might think um we're not as bad as seattle in many ways i'm gonna give this a uh 118 out of 154 which is like a 76 oh i guess my score is a little better than yours maybe yeah but i still say watch it enjoy it if you're from portland i would give it a, a 125 there you go yeah all right yeah definitely watch the episode it's a lot of fun hey do you want to have more fun steve yeah i like fun should we find out what we're watching next week yeah you're a little eager about that yeah (laughs) that sounds Uh, crazy uh, to do that we're gonna need that wheel of random and uh let's spin to see what season we are in we have season 14 Season 14. All righty, and let's spin to see what episode. Episode 11. Season 14, episode 11. Why, that's the episode entitled Barding Over. What's that about? Well, when Bart discovers the existence of an embarrassing TV commercial, maybe one called Baby Stinkra, uh, he appeared in as a baby, then that Homer spent the money that he earned, he sues for emancipation and moves out of the house. 
Craig, do you remember this one? Is this like a, a, a like a 500th episode type of thing? It seems like it because it is kind of loaded with uh, stars and such. Is this the one with Tony Hawk? It sure is. Oh, okay. Then I, yeah, I kind of remember that one then. I want to say Blink-182 as well. Wow. How exciting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll watch it next week. I guess so. I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> I thought I sounded like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I had a cough, so I just uh, let it go. All right. Well, Steve, you know you can go to our T Public site, which is tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys for some merch. And you can always contact us on social medias of uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And you can go to your favorite pod catching app. And if you're so kind, leave us five stars or the equivalent. And hey, write a review, but not a real review. Just tell me your uh, favorite thing to do in Portland, Oregon, or Maine. I don't care. All right. For this week, I have been a hipster from Portland, annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I have been a move back to where you came from, Portland, annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, keep watching the skis. I make bad choices. Do you like semen? Boner! Suck, suck! My sperm.